Our scripture reading for today is taken from the Gospel of St. Matthew. Jesus is here speaking of the signs of the end times. The 24th chapter, verses 23 to 28, and he says, Then if anyone says to you, Look, here's the Christ, or there, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. Therefore, if they say to you, Look, he's in the desert, do not go out. Or look, he's in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For wherever the carcass is, there the eagles will be gathered together. These are your words, Heavenly Father. They are your truth. We pray that you would strengthen us in our faith through them. Amen. Must have been amazing for Moses to go out into the desert and stand in front of this bush that is on fire and to, from that bush, hear God speaking to him. But there's no command to us from God to go out into our yards and talk to shrubbery. It must have been amazing for Balaam to suddenly have his donkey turn around and start talking to him from God. But God hasn't given you and me the command to go out to farms and talk to farm animals. It must have been amazing for Joseph to to, uh, suddenly have God communicating to him through his dreams. But God hasn't told you and me to wake up at three in the morning with a little book next to our bed and write down our dreams as if he's talking to us. It must have been amazing amazing for Isaiah or the evangelist John to to get great visions of heaven and great visions of God enthroned in glory. But God hasn't told us to look for these things and to wait for particular visions. Is God still capable of coming to us in a supernatural way? Of course, he's God. He can do anything he wants. But we must always distinguish between the examples of things that God has recorded for us in the Bible as to how he's done certain things So we must distinguish between examples and commands to us. There can be plenty of things that God gives us sprinkled throughout the scriptures that are amazing and supernatural and and of tremendous things that take place. But we must always be careful, has God given me the command to look for those things? In our text, Jesus is talking about this. He's, He's teaching those who love him and believe in him and are looking forward to going to heaven with him He's telling us, don't invest yourself in things that appear to be like me. He says, if anyone says to you, look, here's the Christ, or there, do not believe it. Now, God is certainly not limited to to how he can come into the world or talk to us or communicate with us. He can do anything he he wants. But he himself has limited how we are to look for him and where we are to look for him. He himself, in his word, has already commanded to us where we are to look for him and where we are to find him, if you will. Jesus at one time chastised some Jewish people that were listening to him when he said to them, unless you people see signs and wonders, you will never believe. 
He knows there's something in us human beings that just looks for this stuff. We want, we want to be in touch with the supernatural somehow. We, we crave that. If you were going to convince, let, let's say, let's take you out of your mind for a second. Let's say that you were the devil, and you were going to try to convince Christians to, to, to get away from Christ, people who love him as their savior and looking forward to what he's done for them to take them to heaven. If you were going to try to convince people away from Christ, what you would have to try to use is something about him. You'd have to use something biblical, something that appears godly, something that appears pious, something that, that maybe even could be kind of found in the Bible. And then just take it and twist it a little bit and use it in a way that slowly begins to lead people away from him. If today, right here in chapel, suddenly a 20-foot-tall glowing Jesus appeared right in the middle of chapel, it just about bumped the chandeliers. If that suddenly started to happen and everybody in here witnessed it, it would be an amazing thing. And yet, Jesus himself, in his word, tells us you should listen and be focused on the sweaty little sinful preacher proclaiming my word instead of that. This has greater certainty than that would. Years ago when I was a parish pastor, there was a, a woman in her upper 90s that was a shut-in. I used to go visit her every month and bring her communion. Wonderful Christian woman. But every time I went for about five years, and I'm not kidding, I went to see her every month, so this probably took place 60 times. Every time I went, she would bring up a story that happened to her when she was a little girl, that she saw an angel. And then she would ask me about it and ask me what I thought about it. And I would always, I would always listen to her story and, and be amazed with this and not doubt that it happened. But then I would always try to bring her back to the word of God and bring her back to what Jesus has said and bring her back to the Lord's Supper that Jesus tells us to take and so on. I've probably known 20 to 25 people in my life, people who are Christians, who tell me that they have had some amazing supernatural events take place to them. Some of them have, they believe, witnessed talking to Jesus. But what does Jesus say? False Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs. Jesus isn't saying that people are going to make this up. He's not saying that people are delusional or psychotic because they have these things happen. They're going to happen. He says there will be signs. There will be wonders that are hard for us to explain. But the real question is, what is the source of these signs and wonders? Where are they coming from? Because Christ himself warns us about them, and so does St. Paul. There's a desire inside of us to kind of want more from God. We, we, we wish we had something tangible that we could touch, something we could point to and say, see, that's why I believe. If I had that, my faith would be so much stronger. That's the way we often are tempted to think. And Jesus says, no, just stay with what I've given you. Listen to what Paul said when he wrote to the Corinthians about how Satan might try to capitalize on these things. He says, Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light, likes to dress up in a costume like an angel to try to fool people. He wrote to the Thessalonians, listen to this, he says, the coming of the lawless one 
is in according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish. So Jesus is trying to warn the members of his flock to be careful of these things. He loves us. He's the one who's laid down his life for us, paid for all of our sins so that we could go to heaven. He's the one that throughout our life has made us his dear children and, and forgiven us and, and promised us that he's going to lead us on the path all the way until we reach our heavenly home. And so he warns us and he says, even, uh, even if you see someone that appears to be like me, don't follow that. St. Paul said to the Galatians, even if I come back and teach you something different than the word taught, or even if an angel from heaven drops down to teach you something different than what the word says, don't pay attention to it. The word alone is where Christ is to be found. He is the word made flesh. And so the word alone is where Christ wants us to find him and to seek him. And when he finally does come, there will be no question just like lightning that goes all the way across the sky, if people are outside watching that, you don't have to tell somebody, did you see that? It's there for everyone to see. We just sang in that beautiful hymn by Charles Wesley, every eye shall now behold him. And so in the meantime, your loving Savior who has purchased heaven for you invites you to invest your entire spiritual life into him and his word alone. He says, if you continue in my word, you are my disciples indeed. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Amen.